in your Bible this morning, if you would please, to the book of Matthew, chapter number 19. Very unusual, very unusual text. A very unusual thought. And I've been thinking about it, praying about it for uh, several weeks. And I just believe God would have me to, to preach this morning on this thought. The mistaken. Have you ever made a mistake in your life? How about this morning? The mistaken. All of us are prone to mistakes. NASA assumed that on January 8, 1986, that all was well before they fired the rocket on the Challenger. They assumed that although it was 20 degrees colder than ever before, that everything was fine on the Challenger. But because it was 20 degrees colder, the O-rings in the solid rocket booster had hardened and let the gases escape. And seven people lost their lives just seconds above the earth. We are all prone to mistakes. We will all make mistakes. They're just as evident as life itself. But aren't we so critical and hard on others' mistakes? I guess it's because we're so perfect and are not prone to mistakes. Watch this as we read together Matthew chapter 19. And please let me help you a little bit. Verse 16, the Bible says, And behold... One came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Mistake number one. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He saith unto him, which? Jesus said, thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Now many of us in the auditorium has made those mistakes. Hello. 
You need to answer your phone. If your phone is ringing, don't look at your neighbor and tell him that somebody's knocking at his door. Honor thy father and thy mother. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Whoa, wait a minute. That one's not in Exodus 20. You did know that. The Ten Commandments does not include thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Also, Jesus did not include the four commandments that has to do with our relationship with God, but only five commandments that has our relationship with one another. Now thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, according to the book of James, chapter 2 and verse 8, is the royal law. And Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, all thy soul, and all thy mind. And this is the first and great commandment. Jesus did not include that to this young man. But instead, he said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And all the commandments that Jesus gave this young man was pertaining to our neighbor or the poor. Isn't that amazing? So this young man comes to Jesus in his self-righteousness, believing in his heart that he has kept all the commandments in relationship to each other. Notice, if you would please, the Lord did not include the first four commandments that has to deal with our relationship with God, which the first is, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Notice he did not include the last commandment, which is thou shalt not covet. You see, it's pretty good to be the kind of Christian we want to be. If we just live the commandments that we want to live. That is convenient for our economic situation. Or our prestigious position in our church. The real truth of the matter. This young man that came to Jesus. Wanting to earn salvation. Did not love God. Or did not love his neighbor. Because when Jesus said, go sell your stuff and give to your neighbor, he flunked the test. Proving that he loved himself more than he loved his neighbor. Hello, can anybody say amen? And when he chose to leave instead of obeying the Savior, he proved to himself he loved himself and his money more than he loved God. He made a mistake. He was mistaken thoroughly, through and through. Oh, this guy was ready to raise his hand during the invitation. He was ready to make a trip down to the altar and say a few words, weep a few tears, get up and go back and live like he wanted to. He wanted an outward impressionable change and not an inward change. Come on, say amen, it's getting cold. You say, well, I'm not saying sick them to you. You've got to hold my pant leg. 
See, this young man's mistake was his priorities were wrong. Shall we read on? And the Bible says, And the young man said unto him, All of these have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, I think maybe Jesus said to himself first, let's deal with that last commandment. See how he handles that. Oh, you know the one that thou shalt not covet? If thou wilt be perfect or complete, go and sell that thou hast and give to the poor. And thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. The mistaken. I would say to you today that none of us are free from making mistakes in judgment. Could I have an amen? Have you ever made a judgment mistake? I'd say all of us are prone to make mistakes in assumptions. Mistakes in actions. And mistakes in our reaction to other folks' actions. I'd say we're all kind of prone to make mistakes in decisions and pursuits. From the cradle to the grave, our life is made up of mistake after mistake after mistake. Somebody has said, what is the use of making mistakes if we do not learn from them? Isn't that amazing? But we all make mistakes. Some are hurting. Some are harmless. But we all make mistakes. Mistakes. All except your pastor. He is free from any kind of wrong judgment. He is free from any type of wrong assumptions. He is free from making any decisions that is a mistake. Because that's what you expect. And if I don't perform perfectly, I am a flawful kind of fellow. Someone has said, the only perfect person they ever met was their wife's ex-husband. Hello? I would say to you that even as we go through our Bible, we'll find Bible characters that are flawed with mistakes. Eve made the first mistake. And Eve had a fellow that was chasing her through the garden that followed suit. And Adam made a mistake. 
Noah was mistaken about social drinking. Like many of you. Also Abraham lied about Sarah. Lot was mistaken about what he had been watching sitting in the gates of Sodom. I would say to you that the ten spies were mistaken about being able to take the land. And the nation of Israel was mistaken when they followed suit. I would say to you that Moses was mistaken when he smote the rock twice. I would convey to you that Pharaoh was mistaken when he said, if Moses can do it, so can we. And then we could talk about, if you please, David and Solomon and Samson and on through the Bible we would come into the New Testament and we'd meet folks like Peter, Paul, and John Mark who all were guilty of mistakes. So why should we think that our friends today who won't be friends tomorrow because they expected us to be perfect like them. I don't know if you know it or not, but I am pastor of this place. And I do know that you're not perfect. So quit expecting me to be. Amen, preacher. Are we having fun yet? If I had only known, I'd have never said that. Have you ever said, I'll never do that again? I haven't been married long. But you don't have to be married long to realize there are some things you don't do again. And again and again. But just look about us. And you'll find mistake after mistake after mistake. I can't imagine the government agents in the United States of America being mistaken. But they were. When they drove through Waco. Expecting David Koresh. To be asleep. And he wasn't asleep. And there was a gunfight at OK Corral. And the government said, we made a mistake. I have a daughter, she'll be here in a day or two. But she was born December 7, 1941. It was early in the morning as those Japanese planes made their way low in the water across the Pacific. Yonder to bomb Pearl Harbor and blow our ships to the bottom of the sea. Oh yes, the Japan 
And all the Japanese pilots rejoiced as they flew back to their carriers and to their base. It didn't take them but a few years to realize they had made a major mistake. 1945, in August, we dropped the first atomic bomb on Hiroshima called the little baby. Our president told them if they did not surrender unconditionally, they'd be held to pay like they've never seen this world before. And a few days later, they dropped the big bomb on Nagasaki, and 129,000 people died. All because Japan made a mistake. Some mistakes are expensive. Some mistakes are hurting. Some mistakes are fatal. We need to be careful about the mistakes. What's this guy? He's mistaken. This whole chapter is dealing with mistakes. I don't know if you know that or not. Matthew 19 is dealing with mistakes. Over in chapter 19, we'll find in verses 7 and 9, dealing with mistake of divorce. You say, preacher, divorce is not wrong. Something was, either marriage or divorce, one was wrong. Talks about mistakes of adultery and fornication and divorce. Verse number 13 talks about the mistaken disciples who did not see the value of a child coming to Jesus. Still a bunch of religious fanatics does not see the necessity of bringing children up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. They'll not buy bus fuel. They'll not try to keep bus drivers handy. And they'll not do all that needs to be done because they do not want to be bothered with the little kids. In verse 13, then they brought unto him little children that they should put hands on them and pray. And the disciples rebuked them. Can you imagine anybody not caring about where kids, like sitting on the front row, spends eternity? Can you imagine people more interested in their architecture and their padded pews than precious children being born again? We are prone to mistakes. This chapter is all about mistakes. Notice this young ruler, if you would please. He's mentioned in three of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Notice, if you would please, all three... Matthew 19, Mark 10, and Luke 18, all three refer to him as a rich man. Matthew calls him a young rich man. Luke calls him a young rich ruler. He is a young man of prestige, a young man of power, a young man of wealth. 
He's got it all going his way. But his life is a total mistake. He has everything this world has to offer, yet he's empty in his heart. His head is full, his wallet is packed, but his heart is empty. Because in creation, God put a place, a place in the heart of man that only God can fill. You can try to fill that want and need with materialism, with pleasurism, with all that you have, but there will be a void in your heart until God is put back in the right place. Because out of the heart, flows the issues of life. I want you to notice this young man (coughs) being mistaken. He's totally, his life is a mistake. Notice, first of all, he was mistaken concerning the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice, if you would please, in verse number 16. Watch this in verse number 16. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may inherit, that I may have eternal life? He referred to Jesus as good master. Or a teacher down at the synagogue. He did not recognize Jesus Christ for who he was. You see, over in the book of Matthew chapter 16, Jesus asked Peter, Peter, whom do people say that I am? And Peter referred and responded, he said, well, some say you're Moses, some said you're Elias, some said you're Jeremiah, and some said you're one of the prophets. And Jesus looked at Peter in the eye and said, but who do you say I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ the Son of the living God. Jesus is more than a teacher. Jesus is more than a renegade or a rabbi. Jesus is more than just another man. Jesus is the incarnate, the very Word of the living God. He is God in the flesh. Paul said in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Maybe today, We're praying to our buddy Jesus instead of the Jesus of Genesis who is the creator God. Maybe today we're praying to our buddy Jesus, our our human Jesus instead of the Jesus of the book of Numbers, the book of order, the book of uh, Exodus, the book, the man of deliverance, the man of Deuteronomy, the man deserving to be worshipped. Maybe we are serving the wrong kind of God. Maybe we're mistaken about who's boss around here. Easy to be mistaken. And here is a young man, a Jewish man, came to Jesus and did not recognize him as God and as the creator and as deliverer and as redeemer. No, sir, did not not recognize him as who he was. Colossians said he is not only the deliverer, he is the redeemer, he's the creator and the sustainer that all that we see 
he was mistaken about who Jesus really was. I think we are too. I think Jesus is somebody we put on the shelf when we're not uh, religious and somebody we take out on Sunday morning and bring him to church and put him on the shelf Sunday afternoon. Amen. You say, not me. I know, because you never make mistakes. Just we sinners make mistakes. How many of us in this place is guilty of treating Jesus like he's not really who he really is? There is no way in the world that I would talk about you knowing that God is listening. Because my assumptions may be wrong. My evaluation may be wrong. Well, they're not smiling, so they're not saved. They may have cancer of the big toe. Well, I know they're... you, you, You just are prone to mistakes, aren't we? This fella, he knew all that Jesus had done. His fame had spread wide. He had fed 5,000 with a big D's kids menu. He had walked on the water, raised the dead, and healed the sick. And this guy says, good master, teacher, rabbi. One of us. What a mistake. He was mistaken concerning the person of our Lord Jesus. Secondly, he was mistaken as to the way of salvation. What can, what good thing can I do? Look down if you would please just at a few verses Verse 25. And when the disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? Watch this. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible. There's not one thing in this world you can do to be saved other than believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You can give until you're broke, be baptized so many times. The tadpoles are familiar with the social security number and die and go to hell. You can't do one thing to deserve heaven. Because with you, it is impossible because you're prone to make Mistakes. In fact, most of our lives are a result of all of our mistakes. Have you ever said, I wish I'd have never done that? Have you ever 
said something to your wife and you said, oh, what are you laughing about, Sean? <laughs> Is there anybody here ever developed hoof and mouth disease? Then why don't we be a little bit easier on everybody else who are sinners just like us? He was wrong. He was mistaken totally concerning salvation. What good thing can I do, he said. The Bible says, For by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of ourselves. It's the what? Gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Have you ever noticed that this human ego of ours likes to be lifted and petted and recognized? Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever noticed that? I use the illustration of little ponds and big ducks. And as long as the pond stays little, everybody can hear the quack of the big duck. But as the pond begins to grow and the ducks begin to multiply, you're just another quack. So we've got to put some kind of postscript on you to make you feel important so you don't gripe about everything. You feel like a duck that ain't nobody listening to your quack? See, around here we're just all ducks. You know big ducks, little ducks, important ducks. Some ducks can play the piano. Some ducks can't. Hmm? Just a duck. (laughs) Just a heavy duck, not a big duck. Can you see? This fellow was mistaken about who Jesus was. He was mistaken about salvation. Notice, thirdly, he was mistaken about his own character. He came to Jesus. And he had, from his youth up, was clean as a hound's dog tooth in relation to his brothers. And he came to Jesus, and he was a very righteous young man. So Jesus had to answer his question the only way he knew how. He came to Jesus and said, what good thing can this righteous young man do to be saved? And Jesus says, well, let me give you five commandments. And the young man said, you know, I've lived them perfectly from my youth up. Uh, Jesus said, but that's not all the commandments. 
That's just five of them. And James said, if you offend in one command, you're guilty of all of them. And Jesus said, well, let's try this tenth commandment. Thou shalt not covet. Go sell everything you got. Give it to the poor. Then come and follow me. This fellow discovered he wasn't as righteous as he thought he was. The scripture said there's none righteous. No, not one. For all of sin, it comes short of the glory of God. The mistake most of us make is we're not as righteous as we think we are. We're self-righteous. But all of our righteousness, according to the Bible, is as filthy rags unto God. Can anybody say amen? amen. Have you ever been mistaken? I was, when I was just a teenager, there wasn't much to do. We just cruised the drive-ins. Of course, they don't have drive-ins anymore. I don't guess where you can cruise. But where I was raised in Wilmington, California, there was a drive-in on this side of town. There's a drive-in on the other side of the town. And so we just occupied ourselves with Cruising the drive-in and going down the other one, cruising the drive-in, coming back, cruising the drive-in. It was really exciting, it really was. You just And you always had to look tough because the girls were watching. And you always had to have a good-looking car because you're so ugly. That's the only way the girls would go with you. So we just cruise and cruise and cruise and cruise. One night we were cruising Times Drive-In. Some fellow said something about my mother. Referred to her as being of the canine crowd. So God out. I walked over to him. And I hit him. He stood there and just looked. I realized I had made a fatal mistake. After supping through a straw for about two weeks, I decided not to do that anymore. Have you ever made a mistake? Have you ever said, man, I wish I'd not have done that. I'll never do that again. Oh, this chapter is dealing with mistakes. Fornication, adultery, divorce, judging little kids. And here he's wrong about Jesus. He's wrong about salvation. He's wrong about himself. Could I please close with this? He was mistaken about his commitment. Verse number 22. He was wrong about his commitment. But when the young man heard that saying, 
he went away sorrowful. For he had great riches, great possessions. Now you tell me, according to that verse, to what or to whom was he committed? His problem is priorities. His problem was he had more love for the money and more love for himself than he did for Jesus. Now that was his problem. Now, most of us don't have enough money to fall in love with it. It don't hang around that long. But there are things that has our love and our commitment. Now, it ain't time to pray. You can look up. We all get our priorities mixed up. Do we not? Do we not? You say, preacher, you preaching to me? Yes. Yes, 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 I am. Yes. And the fellow was flat mistaken about who Jesus was, about what salvation was all about and how you obtain it, about his own personal character. He wasn't as good as he thought he was. In fact, he's just rotten as everybody else. Amen. Amen. And he is wrong, mistaken about his commitment. Have you got just a minute? It's ten minutes after. Have you got two minutes you'd spare with me? This young man came to Jesus, sad, and he left sorrowful. He came for the answer to life's dilemma. And he didn't like the diagnosis. He left sorrowful. He made not only a mistake, but he made a fatal mistake. Now take your Bible, if you would, please. Go with me to two places in the book of Luke. Luke chapter number 12, if you would please. A fatal mistake. Luke 12, verse 16. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth Plentiful. Verse 19. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool. This night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall these things be which thou hast provided? As a young man, he made the decision to hang on to his gold and turn loose from God.
as an adult, successful in business, possibly, he said, you've made it. Now, retire, buy you a motor home, and tell God and his church to take a hike. We're going to eat, drink, and be merry. And God described him as a fool. Luke 16. I know this is foolish to some of you. But it's not to this guy. Luke 16. Verse 19. And there was a certain rich man. Nothing wrong with being rich. God wants us to enjoy what He's created. What's wrong is when riches has you. It's not wrong to have pleasure. It's wrong when pleasure has you. It's not wrong to have hobbies. Until you start playing golf like me, you realize there's nothing to it anyhow. What's wrong is when your hobby has you. Not wrong having a good job. It's wrong when your job has you. A certain rich man Clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. Verse 22, the latter part of the verse, and the rich man also died and was buried. A fatal, a fatal, a fatal mistake, and in hell he lifted up his eyes. What am I doing here? I kept the commandments. I raised my hand during the offering, during the invitation. I walked forward. I said some words. What am I doing here? I made a mistake. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes, been in torment. Don't make the fatal mistake. Of dying because of something you're having fun with here. Dying disobedient to God. Don't do that. And hell been in torment. And seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom, he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Now's the time to ask for mercy. Not when you're in the pits of the dam. Not when you're hearing the screams of tormented souls throughout eternity. Not when the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever and they have no rest day or night. He said in verse 24, the last part, I am tormented in these flames. Here lies a mistake. 
You say, I got a lot of time. No, you don't. You say, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. There ain't enough fun in all this world to go through this. All of us are prone to mistakes. But we do not have to allow the mistake to dictate to us. We can get it right before God. And should before it's too late.